Good evening, Patriots. And we are still January 5th, the Wednesday. And today, you know, I don't know if you all know, but we did bended knee today. It absolutely rocked. 111 every Wednesday. 111 p.m. Pacific time every Wednesday. And so you can listen to it just to get a sense of what we were doing. It's pretty fantastic if you weren't part of it. We would like to have everybody part of it, whether you can join the live stream or not. Every single Wednesday, which is how this goes back to 2018 when I first started this and I was on Twitter, hadn't really didn't have a podcast at that time. But one um, eleven p.m. Pacific time every Wednesday, that's minus eight hours GMT for those around the world. And we're going to do that prayer every Wednesday together. And our idea, there's kind of some logic behind it, which I'll get into in a little bit. I'll talk kind of about the whole principle of bended knee and the tactics. Before we begin tonight, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the home of the Bard's Branded Coffee. It's fantastic coffee. It's built for your health to boost your health, to boost your energy, to boost your focus all day long. And it's the foundational product on a whole interconnected group of health products to reclaim our health sovereignty. If you go over to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, you'll find those products. There's Right on that page, you'll find that you can get them all in one order called the Neo 7 group. But they're composed of the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is based on built around pine cone extract, which has high levels of vitamin C. We have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract on the market, which can isolate any of the pathogens in your body, and including the full complement of SARS-CoV nonsense. And Earth, which is a full body supplement in a powder form. You mix with water and drink like a shake. It's, they're great products. I take them and use them every day. Highly encourage you to do that. All these products are designed to keep our body and immune system super strong, keeping us away from the death camp hospitals and pharmaceutical reliance, and also to heal that immune system and heal our gut to give us back that God-given strength that we have in our body. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com for all of that. The Founders Bible, TheFoundersBible.com. That's the home of what I consider to be the Bible for our time. It's the NASB 1995 edition with our founders documents worked throughout the scriptures. It's an opportunity to read God's word and to just appreciate how deeply our founding fathers saw the, saw the word as part of a living language. So thefoundersbible.com. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon section and check out and you'll get 20% off on those Bibles. I think I, I gave out like, I think about over about 20 of them this year. They're just fantastic Bibles. What a great gift. And I'll tell you what's amazing. I gave Bibles as Christmas gifts, and I cannot believe how every just every person that got one was just so moved. And, I, and I'm saying that because you know as well as I do that getting a Bible doesn't usually get people excited. Not this year. Man, everybody was like, wow, so fantastic, which makes me really happy. That's, just a, that's a big, powerful thing God's doing and moving there. So, again, thefoundersbible.com. And you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And finally, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. That is our landing page on the MyPillow site. So cruise on over there and check out MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. 
All the featured specials are right there. 40% off on my slippers. Buy one, get one free Giza sheets. Six-piece towel set for $39.99. And many, many more savings. Also, doggy beds. So, guys, if your wife is buying a doggy bed and you don't have a dog, uh, just be happy the doggy beds are supposed to be super comfortable. <laughs> anyway, head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, anywhere on the MyPillow site, anywhere on the Frank Speech site, anywhere on the MyStore site. So let's talk a little bit about bended knee because this is um, an important concept. Well, we're really... Where this whole started was back in 2018. Actually, I could tell you month. It was it's January of 2018. I was praying, and God put on my heart to the fact that we needed more prayer. And so I rather quickly started setting up this idea of doing prayer, and I didn't know what to call it, and God put on my heart to use the hashtag bended knee. And it was kind of odd to me because Kaepernick was using bended knee at that time for his worship of his dark Lord. But I, I mean, trusted in God on this one. I said, okay, we'll use hashtag bended knee. And what was really amazing is on bended knee on Twitter at that time was controlled by Kaepernick and his merry band of devil worshipers. But here's what was amazing within, we saw a major impact very quickly on, but within about 30 to 60 days, it was God's children that reclaimed the control of that hashtag. And it's what I refer to often as reclaiming digital terrain. Hashtag bended knee became ours. And by ours, it's God's and it was ours together. We were using it and actively using it and we we're using it every Wednesday. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me many times, like, how come we don't do bended knee every day? And we tried to do it for a while like that and it really kind of fell apart. So in the podcast, we pray every every show at the end of every show, and I hope that you stay on to appreciate or enjoy that prayer because I think it's the fellowship that we have here online is really impressive. It's a, it's a wonderful family. But the the bended knee is a you have to look at the bended knee kind of like a tactical strike or a strategic hit on the enemy, and this is how it was always put on my heart and what I'm continuing to pursue again as I've kind of resurrected bended knee with people asking and God's been putting on my heart to let's, you know, let's get back to bended knee. It's like, okay, we can definitely do bended knee. So what we're really doing is we're, we're going about spiritual warfare and this was how it was originally conceived this spiritual warfare in a one day a week effort where we're all focused on one thing, like blowing a hole in the enemy's defenses. So that philosophy would be strike hard, strike fast, and ignite the fires of righteousness. Strike hard, strike fast, ignite the fires of of righteousness. And with that, these prayers, the prayer for bended knee runs about five, seven minutes, something like that. But the idea is to get everybody around the globe. My dream is literally to have millions of people, no matter where you are, this has always been my dream, and I hope, and I'm putting it to God, to where literally at one eleven, whatever that time is, wherever you are in the globe, whether you roll out of bed in the middle of the night or whether you're driving down the freeway or you're in a store or you're at a restaurant, everything stops at one eleven, and we all simultaneously pray. 
And the one thing we didn't have with bended knee before that I've really brought in now, and it's I think it's critical, is that in every bended knee, we're going to do a short period at the beginning of repentance, just to put ourselves humbly before God to repent for the sins that have been done on, in our countries and in these lands by these evil people, and then to focus our energy to toppling and breaking the control that these people have. And I will tell you, today was am- amazing, because I just announced it last night, and I was really impressed with just how many people engaged in Bended Knee Today Live and then even by this evening on Bended Knee, we've already had over, and that's, this is just on Podbean, we've already had over 4,000 downloads. So it's really, really fantastic. So I really want to encourage everybody to share it and to be part of it. And again, if you can't be part of the live, just make it a part of your day or your time that at one eleven Pacific time, one eleven p.m. Pacific time, so that's obviously 4.11 on the west or east coast. And that's minus eight hours GMT if you're in Australia or if you're in South Africa or if you're in uh, Europe somewhere. Because I know we have listeners all over the world, and it's really fantastic, and I'm grateful for that. So we just want to bring as many people to pray and to literally bend our knee to pray on Wednesdays at 1.11 p.m. Pacific. And when we do that, this is part of, in a, it's really about like destroying the enemy like one blow at a time, but weakening their defenses and con- continually going about this. And I, and I completely, I mean, I totally embrace this because this gets right to the very sense of our own inheritance. And we, we know that we're given the right, we're given the authority for that matter over all evil. And so we need to really go about authorizing that, embracing that, engaging that, I guess I should say, you know, and that's really where Bended Knee is just, I'm happy to have it started again. We've got an amazing following with Bards Nation, and I think that we can make, expand this out to get more and more people involved. And you know, what's really neat about Bended Knee, if you can get people that are on the edge a little bit, um, I would, or, you know, maybe questioning whether they should be part of Christ or not. I, I would really encourage you to try to get them involved in bend, Bended Knee. So I don't know if you remember, uh, let's see, she was, I'm trying to think of the name. Her name was Judith Rose, Judith Rose. And she was on Twitter and she was a kind of a typical liberal and um, and she had a kind of greenish hair, and she had come to this. She was struggling with some stuff in, in, in the awakening under Trump, and then she got struck with just this, um, this outpouring of when she came out and she started questioning and saying she was questioning you know, Clinton and, and the left. She got hammered by her own people, just brutalized. She's a young girl, and then she came out in support of President Trump and the very pro-American position, and then she suddenly, as she's working through this, there was just this incredible outpouring of love for her. It really was amazing. I'm just people you know, telling her that they're with her and they support her, and she just broke She didn't even know what to say because she was 
trying to cry, but she was, didn't. She's like, I don't even know how to react to this. She'd never experienced anything like it. She's really quite a beautiful testimony. And she's on TikTok. I just had this sent to me. I didn't, I'd lost track of her completely. She is still on. Um, she is still on Twitter, and I don't go to Twitter, but I know that she's on TikTok. And I think it's Jude on TikTok is what she goes by. But anyway, um, this is what's amazing. And I just wanted to throw this out here. Um, she's accepted Christ. It's beautiful. In her latest video, she's accepted Christ. She, she does this uh, reflection back to if she was, she said something like, um, if I could talk to myself in 2018, what would that conversation look like? And it was pretty cool. She was a great video she did. Great TikTok. I'd give her credit. It was good. So anyway, I, when you see a story like that, there's so many people out there that we can touch and can reach with the love of Christ. They just have to be able to feel safe and they have to be talked to. And I, this is something I really feel strongly about. We have to really appreciate where a lot of these kids are and the younger, I shouldn't say kids, the younger adults. And we have to respect where they are. I mean, when I say that, it's not about condemnation of them. I mean, there's a lot of people out here that are waking up to the vax, even the ones that have had to take it or did take it because of college or they've had their parents push on them. But they're starting to wake up to this. And there's some real opportunity for us as we engage this group and I do have a lot of respect for this younger generation. I, they're, they're, um, I'm not, a, I'm just be blunt because I am anyway, but I'm not a real big fan of the millennials. I, I think that too many of them are, have bought into this brain dead culture, but the generation Z is something and it's really coming up hard and they are awake and, and they're, they're wanting real engagement. There's one neat profile about Generation Z, and it's changed companies the way they do things. They don't want to just do things by distance. They want to actually have a face contact with somebody. They want to be able to have a real conversation. Well, that's nice to know because this world is trying to take us the other way. So there's a lot of them that, that need to come to that. I had this long conversation. Well, I've had this conversation with a couple of pastors I can name three that I've had this conversation with recently. And I, my, my discussion was this. It's like we need to really start understanding and appreciating where these kids are coming from. And so what you're going to find um, with some of these kids, and I, I'm not saying all of them are young. I shouldn't say kids. It's not fair because they're young adults, and kids are so belittling. And I don't mean, and if, you're, if you are Generation Z out here and I'm saying this, don't take it offensively. It's just me being me. Um, because I have so much respect for this generation. I see them as a true hope for where we're going, and we need to give them support. And I, I think that's the easiest way to say it. But I, I will tell you, when we were on, when Q was going and 8chan was going on, I was seeing a lot of this, and it was really pushing a lot of people away. And what, and what I'm going to describe to you, I was seeing some amazing Generation Z-type folks that were starting to awaken at least that's my profile of what I was giving them based on kind of how they were talking and so forth. And boy, I'll tell you, they were dropping F-bombs and their language is really coarse. But here's what was amazing. And this is why I bring this up is they started to discover the Bible. 
And so I won't kid you. I'm not kidding. It's kind of wild is an understatement reading some of their responses on things where they're trying to appreciate the Bible and they've got this lexicon of F bombs and stuff going on. And, you know, and for some people they are getting completely repulsed. They're like, Oh, Oh my goodness. What sinners. And it's like, stop, let's work with them. Okay. There's no reference point in their life. Many of these people had never been shown the word and we need to work with that. Now, I, I don't go by the principle that words don't have consequence because words are life and death. But in the beginning of an interaction where we're trying, they're trying to learn with something, this is where we need to have some appreciation from where they're coming from. And this is, this was so, this is so important because if we respect where, it kind of goes to my previous show about history, really trying to understand the perspective of where someone's coming from rather than us looking historically or through a lens of where we are. And that's, to me, very, very critical. And it's something that is so important that we do in this time. And we need to, because there's such opportunity to build up a full generation. And I truly, truly mean that. So um, encourage you to do so when you, if you have the opportunity. And if you can catch some millennials along the way, and shake them from their digital slumber. That would be awesome. Pastor Graham, if you seen Pastor Travis Graham, you know him. He's right on the edge of being a millennial, so I like to tease him a lot. And that sp- speaks volumes too, by the way, because I Pastor Travis Graham is probably twenty years, roughly, younger than me. And you've heard me say this, and I am absolutely sincere with what I'm saying. He was one of my mentors into Christ, and I. So I, I'm making a point here is that age should make no difference, okay? Very, very powerful. That And, that, and that's, um, that's an important component. So we need to have people, we need to encourage people to come to have a conversation. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we want to bring people, our goal should be bringing people closer to Christ in all that we do. And that's a pretty amazing thing. And while we're at it, we might want to dump a whole bunch of prayers out there for Donald J. Trump, who once again bats it out of the park with Glenn Beck tonight talking about his how important it was for him to build his vax. I'm shaking my head, but you know what? I'm just going to have to drop some truth bombs here. It's not going to make everybody happy, but we'll get back to joyous, joyous in a moment. But here's the facts. There is a coin that was put out, um, and I'm trying to think, I think the coin was put out in 2018 or 2019, and it has Donald J. Trump's signature on it with his name, and it has a scimitar from, on the back of it. I don't know if you've seen this coin. I will get it up, uh, I'll put it up on Gab, and I'll put it up on, uh, and we'll have it in Telegram Room. And when you look at the, close magnification of this it's all it's a bunch of words in arabic and it's got this arabic scimitar and as the scimitar goes up it breaks down and what you see is you see like this digital chip like digital circuitry and then you see a heartbeat then you see a uh, radar array you see vaccine yes you see uh, the vaccines you see ones and zeros, and then you see the satellite above it. 
and it leads all the way up to Saturn, which, well, there you go. It's Saturn is a worship, and it's the last time I checked in the Bible, Saturn didn't fall within the worship of Christ, but, you know, what can I say? And the Jewish star is centered, as is the Mason symbol, all ties to this Saturn worship, just so I'd say it. So I just need to, the thing is that there's a lot of this going on. We were played pretty badly. And I think what's sad about it is President Trump did an amazing number of things for us that were good. But he's falling off the cliff right now with his support of the injection. And I don't know, you know, I, I think that I hear a lot of people say he was deceived. And it's like, okay, he was deceived. But the problem is his ego's getting so much in his way he can't let it go now. So I would encourage prayers for him, if not overwhelm him with overwhelm him with emails and tell him to knock it off. He's just not listening. And I don't know if that's, you know, there's, I've said this and I've been very clear about it. I cannot stand as in, as in I can't be supportive of with President Trump at this point in time anymore until he repents and comes clean on this thing. And even if, when I say come clean it, I don't care what the motivation is. If he's going to accept Christ publicly and repent, I, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be out there waving the Trump flag, but I'll at least accept him back in the circle of on the right path. That's about as far as I can go with it. Because once, once burned twice cautious, I guess would be my way of saying things. But there has to be a repentance. And... Um, we have to, we should pray for him. I need to, it is our expectation that we pray for leaders. And I think, you know, Brad Cummings spoke about that on New Year's Eve. And it's important because we, I don't, I'm not saying anybody on this audience, but I can guarantee you as a nation, and I've made many comments about this, that people just sat by and were like, okay, fixer there, President Trump, we're going to go back and do our normal thing. And that's not the way that we should have elevated that. We should have all, as a nation, been praying for him. But guess what? It didn't happen. So we are where we are. So let's keep it. Let's keep our prayers up for him as we move forward. But I'm I'm kind of just gone down a couple of different paths here. But I wanted to get back to something. I'm going to circle back now to bended knee. Bended knee is it was a very powerful day, and I and I all this ties in because we can transform the world through our prayers. There's absolutely no question about that. And our prayers are isn't just random. I mean, this is a deep relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To remind these two, you're going to hear me say these two passages, and there's about three or four of them that are going to come up a lot in 2022. So if you don't have them memorized, you will by the end of the year. Um, Luke 10, 19, which is, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. We literally have to live that in every breath. That has to be part of what we do. And, and so when we come into every Wednesday, if you consider yourself like a high-level operator. And every Wednesday, you're going to go do a strategic hit on, on, in a mission. That's what every Wednesday is. That's bended knee. We're going to have our mission set for every Wednesday. The enemy doesn't know. They may know the time, but they don't know how we're going to hit because they don't understand there's no way they can understand what our prayers will do, and we will strike them hard every Wednesday. And part of that is we're going to have to keep our prayers up in between them to uh, just 
in general, we, we we don't have any leadership in this country that hasn't sold out at this point in time. Ted Cruz is the latest sellout, and it's just ridiculous. But we need to keep our prayers focused on God. And I really don't think any of this is by accident, because what we're really seeing, God is revealing everything, and everything is being exposed to light. That's literally Mark 4.22, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that, but that it would come to light. We're in that phase right now. And so as we walk in this path, this is a powerful, powerful walk right now we all have. We're building a fellowship. We're building literally an exodus out of the system. And however many ways you want to cut it, if you don't like that term because you say it's not biblical, I respect that. But just consider the action is all I'm getting at. Okay, I'm using that in many different levels. And it's, it's a place where we're literally moving ourselves, being pushed out, making a choice to leave, however you want to cut it. It's all of those. This Luciferian hell that they're creating, is we don't want anything to do with that. And at the end, they're going to be self-destructing. I mean, they've got two major things going against them in the Luciferian system. One is their LGBTQ nonsense, which there is no reproductive capability within that group. Just so I say it, I mean, I, I realize I'm stating kind of the obvious, but it's like, um, good. Like, how are you going to get your kids? You're going to adopt them. You're going to have somebody else carry them. It's just ridiculous, this whole nonsense. And then with the vax, that's almost a guaranteed no-go anyway, because most of the vax is either, we're hearing it from Dr. Kerry Midday and others, the the um, eggs that are being fertilized are in in vitro are coming out. Many of them are coming out with, uh, distortions and damage, which is sickening. And if we understand what we think is right, I think Larry Pilevsky, Dr. Larry Pilevsky spoke about this a few months ago, that really it's a high probability that most of these kids that are taking this injection are now sterilized. So they're definitely going after, you know, trying to control a population and I don't know how many of these people they've impacted. We don't know their numbers for real, but I just know that those that are in that injection side, the damage is real and the damage is lifelong. I totally believe that they can be there can be a saving of the soul if there's a repentance. But it's gotta be it's not like one of those drive through repentance things where it's like, Oh, I'm going to church on Sunday and I'll be okay. It's like, uh uh-uh. uh. We're talking like months of fasting and pray prayer and, and and getting back on that path with Jesus. I, I'm that's my opinion. If I'm wrong then what's wrong with repenting and being close to Jesus anyway? So so it sounds like a, a win win all the way around, right? But we really need to be pushing in in twenty twenty two um to elevate up that power of God and to really putting God back on the throne in this nation. That's going to be on us as followers of Christ to do just that. And and we can do that where two or three are gathered and we've got a lot more than three. We've got a lot more than Gideon's army. We're probably pushing like echelons above Joshua's army. But what we need is the strength of the Davids and that's the key and the commitments and the loyalty of the Gideons and the ruthlessness of Joshua. We, we have to bring that all together, all under this crazy term, which people start shaking their head like, did you just say agape, love, and ruthlessness? I said, yeah, I sure did. All of that. 
because there's a time when we have to flip tables and crack whips and we're right there because what's at stake is not just, it is humanity is at stake, but they're waging war directly on our elderly and on our children. And that's like no go. Sorry, but ain't going to work here. It's not going to work. So we have to start making the bold stance. I think tomorrow night I'll play a clip. I have to edit it down, but I'll play a clip. If you've ever seen the series Pinky Blinders, man, it is a brutal show. But there is this most epic clip that I found tonight. It's about four minutes, and it's there's a little too much involved. And I'll wear it, wear it down for tomorrow night. But it's literally where they confront a nun who's been beating kids. And the conversation is so epic. You're you're like, yeah, I can that's what I all want to be. We need we need to be having these hard line and red lines when we start dealing with children and elderly. And I, and we always default to children, which I get it, but our elderly are just as vulnerable. And that's another reason I get so irate at any politician that opens his mouth or her mouth promoting this injection in any form because the elderly truly do have a trust in the system. And there's many that are following that path. Well, President Trump told me, well, such and such told me. It's like, "Uh uh-huh. And you were misled. And I'm sorry for that misleading. It's horrible. And many of them are not digital savvy either. We have to remember that. I've been impressed with many of the elderly that are, but there are many that are not. And so they rely on mainstream media and they rely on the newspaper and they rely on what their leaders tell them. My generation, that's unexcusable. Elderly generation, I have deep empathy. Parents of my generation that are having their kids or younger than me that are having their children injected, you need to be smacked upside the head with a baseball bat. Because I'm telling you, you're an idiot and you haven't listened. You haven't done what you've been trained to do. Adults, like when I say elderly though, they're like the children. They're, they're, they're not into this world of digital craziness like we are. So we need to be the protectors and we need to be the watchers. And that's necessary for where we are. It's critical. So Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. Wow, that's just like the foundations that we are all in. And it's I think it's such an amazing passage to share with others too, to try to give a context of what God's offering because it's profound. We'll continue. Psalm 91, starting at five. You will not be afraid of the terror by the night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked for you have made the Lord my refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil will befall you nor will any plague come near your tent such a profound passage if people had known this passage and lived this passage for in Psalm 91:10 there should have been never a question of taking the injection 
And again, to read that, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. It was right there. And it is right there. God is not just extended to the, because there's a lot of people, it's like, well, no fear, but what, what will happen if, if I get coronavirus? Uh, nothing. Because your, your, your trust in the Lord is complete. And even if something does happen to you, the Lord is calling you home. That should be a joyous occasion. But instead, all that gets inverted in this world. And this fear nonsense of getting people to be afraid. I, I'm just stunned. And it's some of it's afraid initially. And there is a lot of that going around right now with those in the Vax cult. You know, it's, I, what did I say? What was the name of this thing? It's, uh, there's new flu version. I'll have to look it up here. I, I literally wiped it from my memory. It was so stupid. Hang on a minute. Um, it's the, I have to look at, oh, Flurona. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. Flurona. Oh, hang on. We got to do this. I did this earlier. Stand by. I'm just going to get you the right sound effects if we're going to do Flurona. Because Flurona has to have its own very special sound effect. Here it is. Go to your place, safe places, patriots. Go to your COVID safe place. Get on your masks. Get on your masks. This is a warning. So that's the Flurona sound. I swear. I don't even know what to say. So whatever whatever happens when you get Flurona, run to your safe place. But here's the thing. I mean, I'm gonna, we'll finish with Psalm 91 here in a moment. But God has told us so brilliantly everything we have. And it doesn't matter. We read passages, and obviously the Bible's an amazing gift of a story of our history and who we are. And it doesn't matter whether we read the full passage, but we can go through and cherry pick passages if you want. And it's telling you the same thing. God loves you. Have no fear. Trust in him. You have dominion over evil. These are just beautiful, beautiful themes. It doesn't say, you know, get wrapped up in Florona. I mean, it's like, leave it. And I, I think when we really start to appreciate how dark evil is, and realize how evil's working, constantly spinning lies and cutting edges to deceive you. And we have to be prepared for the dece- deceivers because they're here. The deceivers are all around us. I don't know if you saw the float from the uh, Rose Parade, but they've got a Vax the World float. And it's bizarre because what's in the Vax the World, uh, Vax the World float? They've got Saturn in there again. They've got a spaceship in there. It's like, what does that have to do with vaccinating the world? These people are whacked. I'm so totally whacked. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about something really crazy, but it, it ties in a little bit here. It's called Nur Sultan. If you've ever looked at Nur Sultan in Kazakhstan, take a look at it because it's an important thing that's happening over there. But you want to be like, watch how crazy these people are. Nur Sultan is one of the many planned cities, and from the air, from the aerial of Google Earth, you'll see that they have done all their symbolism for the Masonic Order and this sort of Saturn worship so that you can see it from the air. It's crazy. I just, you know, what what can I say? These people are so far away from, and that's right on that doggone coin that Trump has his name on. So whatever. So 91, starting at 11, 
for he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Amen. Thank you, Father. I mean, seriously, this is just beautiful. And it's, we're just such an amazing place right now where I think that we are able, if we're so willing to hear the voice of the Lord in our hearts so deeply, and these words should resonate and hopefully do resonate beautifully with you. The Father's given us all that we need. And as long as we remember that we are here in a temporary basis, our mission is walk as closely and fully within the body of Christ as we can. With that, we're being reclaimed to be back on the near the throne of Father. We should be spending that time each day to do some repenting, to clear ourselves of what we've done. Maybe some days you can't you can't put your head around what your sin is. And and that's understandable because I'd say there's probably a, enough things that we do in our life that we aren't totally cognizant of. It's nonetheless being humbled enough to put yourself before Father and say, "Look, Father, maybe this is maybe on this day you would say, Father, you know, I don't even know. I don't know what I've done that may have been wronged, but if I have, forgive me for my transgressions." And reset yourself because so much of what we're doing here is we're showing the deep, deep love and appreciation for Father. That, and it's as a son to a father, as a daughter to a father. And it's the intimacy that we're trying so much to build. And this is one thing. If you look across everything in our nation, there isn't one leader in our country, and I am saying it, not one that is willing to publicly show that intimacy and love for father. I, okay. I mean, we see it in the great names of, of biblical stories. David shows an intimacy and love for Father in a different way, but it's it's there. He has made it clear, you will not defile the one God. And and he is telling him what he's telling Goliath, I'm just gonna cut off your head, and God will deliver you. That's that's a deep, passionate love for Father. That you've crossed a line, right? That trust that we see in Gideon, and when you can imagine thousands of his of his men are asked to leave, and God leaves him with three hundred. And when I tell these stories, I mean I'm I'm obviously I'm adding in my piece here, but I'm looking at it also from a standpoint of having been with great soldiers, having worked with great soldiers. And so if you can imagine a commander coming in and saying, okay, guys, guess what? Today you're going to put down your weapons and we're going to, we're going to just blow horns and we're going to lift pots of light. I mean, they'd look at you like, um, like, dude, did you like just go have a hookah pipe with some sort of opium in it or what's the deal? And that is not what happens. His men trust in God and trust in him to such a degree that when he says that, they oblige, and they execute flawlessly. See, this is this is the power of that intimacy, the relationship with God that we have to have. So, 
we have the stories of success. I mean, patent. If you remember the story of Patton over Christmas when he had, he insisted that all people pray and he had a prayer drafted and had it sent out to all of the units and asked them to pray. And, his, and Patton always believed that we were successful in World War II because people at home were praying for him and praying for the soldiers. Patton had it. He understood it. So here we are. And I mean, I'm in, and this is time that we need to be praying we do need to be praying for our leadership. And I'm when I say that, it's like more like praying for their repentance. But what we have to be doing is to pushing where just like what we talked about last night, and and I've I've had my open testimony about this. Like I it's not an easy thing for any of us to stem back and have to put up with this abuse that comes from the left and from especially the I mean, I'm not even gonna call it the left anymore. It's a vaxxed culture. It's a vaxxed cult. Right. But nonetheless, we have to be praying for the cracking open of their hearts, because once God gets in there, God does his work. What God does with that, we can't we can't say. And that's why, you know, when I brought this up earlier and it's I think it's very important because it's this young lady, which is Judith, Judith Rose. And this is where we kind of begin tonight was this whole concept of her. Here's a person that was way over on the left progressive liberal place, right? She's, she's over there. She's in that world of godlessness and and walking with, you know, progressive values. And that was roughly two years ago. And where is she today? She's putting up a TikTok video saying she found Christ. That's God's amazing work right there. And I don't know what opened her heart up, but I will tell you that there was a big part of that where the Patriots, that were on her channel and extending the love and prayers for her when she was going through this this time of being rejected by the left. Those are significant moments for us to be reminded of. Just like, you know, and on the when we did 355 show, which I think was on Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken, and we were heading into, or I guess Monday night, because we were heading into, no, no, I'm sorry, it was Tuesday, it was Tuesday night, because today was supposed to be the launch of of the, of the uh, 5G network. And so we have the show and we come out of that show and by the next day, it's like there's mass disruption. The 5G gets delayed two weeks. There's the 355 in some theaters. It's not in all theaters. I mean, it literally changes overnight. Trump cancels his speech on the 6th. I don't know what all that's about, but this is what I do know is that our prayers are impactive and I truly believe that our prayers and faith in Christ through that power and that moment, that connection, we're we're living through literally the reality of Luke ten nineteen, and that's dominion over all evil. So, no matter where you are, and whatever station you are in your life, whatever you're dealing with, just reach deeper into Christ, and trust, and. Just remember that, you know, God is offering himself as the shelter for all of us. It's profound. And it's such a beautiful passage when we go through Psalm 91 to remind us that he is there because we're loving him and he's there to give us more love than we can possibly imagine. And that to me, I don't know that you can get much better than that. You really can't. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We come together and 
in our fellowship. And we're truly blessed, Lord, of how we have been able, with your blessing, to use the, these digital spaces to do things that are really not even thought of before now. The idea of truly building real fellowship in, in, across time and space in a digital realm. To be able to share that true intimate love with you and to get to strengthen that across the world as we elevate up that love that you put within us, that true agape love. Lord, we pray right now for the many openings of hearts and those to and those that are sitting there consumed with some of this darkness or wandering in the shadows of gray, or even those that are sitting in doubt or anger in their heart or bitterness or whatever that is, just to release it, Lord, and to put their eyes towards Christ, put their eyes on that cross, Lord. And it, wherever possible, Lord, let us be there to, to just give them prayer and to just help them see where they need to look. This path for many is going to be a long one. We know that once you get hold of them and do your beautiful, beautiful things that you do, that's that's in your hands. And what can be done is testimonied around us many times over of watching those that wake up and suddenly discover that love of Christ. And we are so blessed to see that and witness that and to be part of it. So, Lord, right now in this time, we just we pray for the healing of hearts. Pray for the opening of hearts and minds to be able to see clearly and hear clearly and to break this control that the enemy has over so many people's thoughts, to shatter that grip and to, in its place to connect those hearts again to you, Lord. And for those that have taken the injection that are caught in that trap, we truly just pray for their hearts to open and to return to you and to repent and to just embrace where that true loyalty and love has to be to survive in this world. Lord, we thank you for all that you give and all the blessings that you provide. Just ask that you'll continue to guide us and protect us as a remnant that stands strong and loyal to you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This world is ours to remove evil from the crushed snakes and scorpions. And we do have authority over evil. We just have to believe. But in the best part of all of this, it's not just the warfare of that kind. It's the warfare of healing and love that really wins the day. So as we close tonight, just let's remember John fourteen twelve. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Amen. Greater works of these he will do. Patriots, that's our blessing. That's our inheritance. So let us walk this beautiful space of agape love and extend that out here and truly start working into a world where we're going to be healing and building bridges and using our gifts and talents and elevating up the power of the, of the Lord in all things that we do. So have a very blessed evening. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh. 
Something to find. We always come back. 
Place to hide from the rain.